episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia. With me is Armando Avizu here. And as always, what we do here on the podcast is we like to talk about a film from the Criterion Collection. And one of us brings a film that we believe should be in the Criterion Collection. We pair it with it. We, you know, we get into it. We talk about it. We give the reasons why we think it should belong in the collection. And today, Mondo's coming in with a couple of high school bangers. <laughs> well, not I guess not high school. Well, you high know. school sad boy bangers. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking bringing it. So what do we yeah. got? What are we fucking with? Okay, so from the Criterion Collection today, we're gonna be watch. We watched uh, Rushmore from 1998. Oh yeah, directed by Mr. Wes Anderson, the God. And then a little later, we got uh, Lucas from 1986. From director David Seltzer, starring the Mr. Corey Haim. Yeah, so just before, I know we're going to get into Rushmore right now, but just I'm, I, I really want to know how many people have seen Lucas, because I feel like it sort of is part of that, uh, you know, 80s kind of canon, but a lot of people don't really know about it as much yeah. as they should, maybe. it's Yeah, it's not one of the celebrated 80s movies. Right. That we all like Breakfast Club. Uh, yes, weird sign or you know, like all sixteen the candles. Yeah. even though it sort of has that sort of same vibe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but we're talking about Rushmore. Give us some info about Rushmore before right. we get into so Lucas. you know Rushmore, directed by our boy Wes Anderson, the guy, and written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson. Owen which, Wilson, which is the team of teams, they oh, need to write man. another goddamn script. I really wish they were still writing scripts yes. together. Uh, seriously, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, after especially after watching this, like, oh fucking a. All right, so Rushmore is about the extracurricular extracurricular king of Rushmore, the uh, what is it? Preparatory. It's a preparatory school. Preparatory school. Yeah, Rushmore preparatory school is, and he's put on academic probation. Sorry, Which is the IMDb. That, that is really bad. I wrote it down blindly and no, just no. read it, and it was terrible. Yeah. It's also just a bad uh, summary from IMDb. That's not yeah. what it's about at all, really. In a lot of ways, it's not, you know, yeah. it's not about him being on academic probation. It's it isn't, him, it isn't. You know, well, it's like, about him falling in love with the teacher yes. and his older friend also in falling And him love. trying to win the love of that teacher and yes. then kind of getting in like a love triangle. Sort exactly. Of but who but, who's in this? So Jason Schwartzman as Mac, Max Fisher, Bill Murray as Herman Bloom, Olivia Williams as Rosemary Cross, uh, Mr. Brian Cox as Dr. Nelson Gung- Gungenheim, Mason Gamble as Dirk Calloway, and then Sarah Tanaka as Margaret Yang. Yeah, and then you got Luke Wilson as R. Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget line. and don't forget the the great uh, Cassavetes collaborator Seymour Castle, who plays uh, the Max's father. dad. Yeah, yeah Max's the dad. barber. Yeah, the barber. The barber oh, of yeah. Seville. Hell yeah! So <laughs> this just is again uh, terrible uh, summary. What this really is about is about is it's a young boy who falls in love with a teacher and he makes friends with an older uh, a man who is a father of students at the same uh, academy. At Rushmore Academy. Yes. yes. And and they all become friends together, all three of them. And then, you know, obviously Max Fisher is too young for the teacher and uh, she sort of falls in love with uh, Bill Murray. But not in real life. <laughs> How old was he at the I time? Know. I have no idea, but he was shaving his chest this whole time. Well, in his you arms. Know, it makes sense because he is, I mean, but he does look pretty small. I don't know if they do camera tricks there. I mean, you know, he's, you know, yeah, Dennis they, the Menace who plays his friend. Yeah. When he's not, standing next to people, he's, he's definitely shorter and stuff like that. Like, yeah. 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 He seems like he's like a little small guy. Yeah. 
And Jason Schwartz, Jason Schwartzman is absolutely fantastic in this. You know, this is probably this look, is like his major role debut, right? Yes, this is, like, yeah, this is this is his this big is debut. coming out. But I think you know Schwartzman has been in a bunch of stuff, but he's only been in two Wes Anderson movies that he's been the the prominent person of. He's obviously been in Grand Budapest and, and okay, things, yeah. So Darjeeling but, but Darjeeling Limited, Limited and, in this, and where Rushmore. he's literally the, where you get a lot of screen time from him. Mm-hmm. And I think Wes Anderson is probably one of the best people, especially when it comes to the the Wilson brothers, as we were talking about. He knows how to use those talents and not in just like oh let me throw them in something like what is it like old school or what was uh schwartzman in that was he was like in that jason bateman movie that what? jason bateman comedy it's called like loser or what is it yeah, called like something like that something yeah something like know, that where, where they just didn't let they, they just use them to their sort of like judd apatow potential and not really their um actual acting potential it's more so their comedic potential whereas wes anderson knows how to use them as actual actors yeah he's casting them for a reason not just because they're jason schwartzman because yeah obviously at this time jason schwartzman is not you know the actor we've come to know right you know, like this kind of like right, extra, right, right like you know this kind of nerdy kind of like yes not the not the horrible guy from shop girl or uh, spun <laughs> Oh yeah, or Spun, <laughs> or the one that we were talking about with Jason Bateman and, and Devin Sawa, right? Isn't he? In yeah, the, like that? I think it's called Loser. Right? I think it is Loser, something like that. Anyway, here, um, watching it, Saving I, Harbor. I mean, I, no, no, that's wasn't that. <laughs> that was Jason Lee and Tom Green. Okay, yeah, Sorry. just a whole nother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some college film that didn't make any sense that came out in the early aughts. Yeah, one of those high concept, stupid things that like. Where there's just people breaking into a school or something. Just dumb shit. But Rushmore, and again, that's why it's on the Criterion Collection. Because it still keeps that... You know, Jason Schwartzman is fantastic in it. Um, It's probably... You know, it's one of my favorite films of all time. So, watching it again, uh, you notice... For me, why it's such a great film to me is because I notice things always watching it again. And it's still consistently funny. The jokes and the one-liners always hit. But watching Jason Schwartzman, especially after sort of knowing, you know, kind of that, you know, just from Darjeeling Limited and maybe some other things, he's not really... I don't even know what else I really like him in. Yeah, I guess, again, Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. And that's why it's just like, oh, seeing him here, it's like, oh, man, like, I understand. Like, it's crazy that he didn't get nominated for an Oscar because it really is a great... uh, I mean, I guess he wasn't a child, but it's sort of a great (laughs) child performance. You know, I don't know. It is a good performance. He, like, embodies this character, Max Fisher, like, who is trying all... Like, he's just trying to find himself, you know? He's trying all these things. And he, like he believe like this is what he believes in is Rushmore, you know, like this school, like he's he holds it up on that pedestal that Rushmore is, and all these other kids are just going there because their parents sent them there. Which is really, you know? uh, I mean, we were sort of talking about that a little bit earlier. We we're talking about Max Fisher being this kid who's finding himself and puts Rushmore on a, a pedestal. Yeah. How we sort of when we were younger. When we watched this film, we were related to it in the way that we were just like, oh, yeah, like we related to it in the way that it's just um, we didn't see the bigger picture of it. We were sort of finding ourselves also. Yeah. So we just adolescent level. Yes. We were, so we were like, just we like, oh, it. it's cool that Max Fisher like 
loves this teacher. Yeah. Like we thought that was cool. he's doing all these things for, yes. uh, yeah. Like and, we saw that like her and Bill Murray as the enemy yeah. as kids watching this. And Max Fisher is the cool guy. But, and then as uh, older, you know, as men, men of a certain, certain age, age yes. watching this. Ray Romano style. You, you realize, Scott oh, Dracula. you say, oh, no, I, but you know, the Max movie's, the the movie's still good. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's still good, but you know it is more of it's not about the revenge or about the 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 love thing you know it's it's about because especially you know not to like jump too fast at the end but Mm. you know at the end when you know she's when he's just like you know i'm glad nobody got hurt and she's like except you and he's just like well i didn't get hurt that bad because yeah you know that that sort of like sums up the idea of when you're a kid Mm. and a teenager like, yes, you're going to go through a bunch of stupid bullshit, but it's not going to be that bad, really, when you get older. You're going to realize how yeah. much that doesn't really mean anything and that you were over-exaggerating those things and that you were the one who was yeah, making that Yeah, you have this narrow vision, mind about all this stuff about love and, like, you're just focusing and because you're focusing all on this on this older woman, like, right. on this, like, trying to have a relationship that's impossible to have you know yeah you're more concerned about the love the betrayal the kind of the 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 black and white kind of romantic aspects of them as opposed to the real human and real life picture of everything that that you're too young for this person and that there's no reason for you to get mad that you know what i mean or to be conjuring up these feelings about this person you know yeah and not because you don't know how to express your love or experiences or like really be your true self because max is not I mean, who is Max? You know, like he's this guy who's trying to do all these things, but I mean, he's an Instagram influencer. <laughs> the you know, first one. He's trying, like, he's like, what is he like? Part of the wrestling team, the the track team. Like, he has his own. Like, he's part of the theater group, which is more of him than anything. You know, because that's how he gets into Rushmore. Is he writes yeah. a a little one act play? You know, well, it's like a what is name Magnus, the the Irish guy, uh, the Scot the Scottish guy. The, the Scottish guy that he fights with, you know, it's mm-hmm. like he tells him, he says, big show, no results. That's all you are. Yeah. You're all talk. You don't like, you exactly, don't, nothing, yeah. you don't come, nothing comes from it. You start all these clubs, you do all these things. Yeah. You do, but. What, you have your what, hand in too many things and yeah. you're not focusing on one, on one thing. And when he does, right. he's a little shit about it, you know, like he's getting Bill Murray to like fun, like an aquarium for Rushmore and stuff like just to win uh rosemary's heart and stuff like that but obviously it falls flat which is which is also another great uh you know uh uh uncle wes anderson teaching us these great lessons Mm -hmm. about you know that that's not like how you go about like finding love like Mm -hmm. oh you find out that the girl you like likes fish so you go just build an aquarium even though you don't care about that like yeah, that's not these, how like, you it's these empty grand yeah, gestures like you there's, know? Th- there's no yeah. way like you're not going to be able to connect with the person if you do shit like that you know what i mean yeah. and you know as a kid you know as a young boy and i'm thinking about I it thought. and yeah. then you're just like i'm just like damn he fucking built an aquarium <laughs> for you what are you doing you saved Latin for <laughs> god damn it <laughs> hell yeah like you know like what what do you mean he's getting he's getting fucking piranhas and barracudas yeah. in this shit like for you and so, like, I thought that as her as the enemy, and now as, you know, obviously, like, as being older, I look at it, and it's still, this isn't like a, a, a saying that Rushmore's bad. I love this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I, I fucking, I all I would love to do on this podcast is just tell you how much I fucking want to 
uh, uh, make out with this movie <laughs> and just sleep next to it and wake yeah. up next to it. Because seriously, watching this again, it was just so like comforting. It's literally like comfort food in this really just great way that like I can watch it. And again, I, you know, I could look at it as an older person and still get something from it yeah. and not even see it as like, oh, well, I get why I like this when I was a kid. It's like, no, I, I can see it still having a better message than the stupid mind that I had when I was a kid and yeah. not being able to realize that. Because I've experienced these kind of things and yes. this heartbreak. And like, Whereas before I didn't. I just yeah. sort of kind of had the idea because I listened I to a song I wanted to feel those things, yes. yes uh-huh. you know? yeah. And now you've kind of gone through that and realized, oh yeah, I can understand that like, he went about it all the wrong way. And yeah, like, he was. He's pretty much the bad guy in a way. And he's lucky that Margaret even still wants to talk to him after all this. Well, that but that's what I'm saying. That's another thing about this film that I think is it, what's a great thing about Wes Anderson is, is he's able to make and I think sort of Lucas does that in a pretty good way too. Is sort of keep this really great balance of showing you that idea of like depression and um, heartache and and real like emotions. You know, it's not to say that he really didn't feel heartache for this stuff no yeah he did but that's what he made his world right right and so and that's why like wes anderson is able to show that but at the same time he's still able to show that no like you know you can grow from this it's not about just uh revenge and anger and all that even though that's in the film you know that ending is just like that's like it it like like it makes me cry like every time you know what i mean that they're all just like dancing together Mm -hmm. and there's no like hard feelings and they're all just like no like you know when when uh yeah when, uh, I mean well when I she mean, like uh what what's her name oh my god I'm so sorry um Margaret Yang right oh, yeah Margaret when Yang. when she yeah. tells Bill Murray like oh get your own partner like uh you know I'm spoken <laughs> yeah. for and then Max Fisher's like no he's my friend and so yeah. she's like okay and she dance it's yeah. just like it, it's just it's that's, like really like great it's like that's a really how you want things to be yes you know yeah. like and but because of everyone's personalities and like hangups and all this stuff yes it never ends like that so like comfortably and we can all just be people and still hang out and enjoy each other's company right you know and realize and, and put our mistakes those, and put those little mistakes past that yes. thing and realize that well we've all we kind of had this other friendship that sort yeah. of was uh you know sort of maybe more above all that you know it's sort of about maturing it's a really great film about maturing yeah like really that great especially you know with that song the the fucking faces song the ooh la la that i wish that i knew what i knew now when i was younger it's just it's a really great like thing to be like hey yeah no everything you just saw that he did is not good you need yeah. to grow up from that. Like all of them are just being little children. Yeah, and he really, yeah, he eventually realizes that once yeah. he loses everything and oh yeah, is broken down to like you know, where where he's talking to his father, who's a barber, who he's embarrassed of. You know, like he wants to be this rich person, like you know, be of high society and stuff. Yes, like that. he wants to come off as like someone who has and, something. And, and even yeah. his dad is like, oh, I thought you would be a diplomat or something, you know? Yeah. But not just go into the family business as being a barber and stuff right. like that. Where he's just sad and like mopey. And like, and, you know, and also, because yeah, his dad probably feels that same thing that his son feels. He probably like, oh, his son's probably Yeah, you like, want the best for your son. Just, you don't yes. want your son to be what you are, you know? Like, right. You want your son to grow past your expectations your expectations that you you know like ended up in you know like you always want the best for your child yeah i, yeah, I would hope for so sure. you know and this dad obviously <laughs> yeah, you does hope so. you know this dad this father obviously does you know even though max kind of treats him 
kind of like 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 a teenage boy you know like well, which where is like oh come on dad of like, course you know? yeah he ignores him he doesn't care he's yeah. embarrassed by him yes. and then and it's like the same thing where it's like bill murray is embarrassed by his kid yeah but that's why he kind of latches on to max because yes, exactly. it's like that's the kid he would want mm-hmm. that well-spoken mm-hmm. kind of you know big idea kind of kid you know because they're both sort of hollow people in a way you know yes, they both yeah. sort of ha- they're just like Again, all show but no results. Mm-hmm. Big show, no results. They're both they both have this thing, but then when you wind them down, they're just very depressed people. And that's what I love about Wes Anderson. And I'm glad we're finally able to mm-hmm. fucking talk about him on this goddamn yeah, podcast. This is the first time Wes oh, Anderson yeah. has made an appearance. Because, Episode thirty, yeah, thirty one, <laughs> yeah. Because it, because it, I mean, this is what resonate with me as at you know with you too. I imagine as when we were younger. You, you know you have those feelings of, of depression and heartache and, and that yeah. like isolation uh, you know that you feel like i'm different and i don't and nobody really understands yes. me and this sort of gets that but then you know again we can it, it like grows up with you right yeah so you know when we were younger we didn't understand it we just sort of saw it as like oh well bill murray and the girl are wrong max yeah. fisher's right he's a smart one he yeah. wrote the play he's yeah. the one you all fucking idiots you <laughs> fucked him over but yeah. he's just letting you off the hook at the end. <laughs> Whereas, like, yeah, yeah, now that I'm older, I realize no, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Like he was wrong, and everyone yeah, and was she kind tells of wrong. Him, and yeah, again, watching this everyone sort of just played the, the, the game, and just instead of just being adults, they all sort of just fall into this weird well, kind of thing. No, because well, not the teacher, but, could, but but yeah, uh, okay, so yeah, Rosemary, but Bill Murray, but Bill Murray, yeah, uh, and Jason Bill Murray Wilson, does yeah. play into like where he's very an adolescent and like yes. playing, uh, playing the game or whatever, you know, like being lovesick, sort of like how both they are, like uh, Max and Bill Murray are. Yes, that's yeah, literally she, Max Fisher when he gets older. Yeah, but Rosemary, <laughs> she like tells him like you're not, you can't. We can't be together. This isn't a thing. Like, you know, this can't be a thing. We can, like, be friends, obviously, on this student-teacher level, but we can't... Nothing past this, you know? And, like... And Max just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing where she ends up finally having to leave the school, sort of, you know? And not be talking to Max. Yeah, which is a really crazy thing. And I just love... Yeah. Again... uh, And she does it very early on, you know? Yeah. Where she she already recognizes... Yeah, she starts to see it. You know? Mm -hmm. And she understands that. And yeah, watching this kid when I was younger, I never... That went right over my fucking head, you know? Like, in in a stupid way where I was not... Where I was just always on Max's side. Of course. And not on... Not seeing anyone else's point of view. Yeah. And... I mean, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I watched this pretty recently too. <laughs> I'm barely getting to this fucking well, no, conclusion I, to the you know well, I these characters. Say, you know, no, like, for sure, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I watched this at least like, I mean, I watch this a lot. Uh-huh. This is just like one of those films, especially recently. It just has been one of those films. It's like a comfort film. It's like yeah, comfort yeah. food. It's just it's one of those films I could just pop on and like, like. I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw this on to go to sleep and I just stay awake to watch, <laughs> watch it because yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is so yeah. good. It, it's never not bad, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's what I think. And again, it's because it grows up with you. It, it's yeah. not, it's Wes Anderson just being like, hey, like, I get it. Like, I get your, like, adolescent brain, especially with Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Because that's the same thing. It yeah. sort of has that a kind of adolescent brain, but it's still, like, smart. It's still yeah, grown up. Yeah. It's very grown up. Yeah, and he and he goes with that, and and for Rushmore because 
you know, again, you could always kind of be like, oh, well, I love Rushmore because it's funny. Because that's all you can like it for. You could mm-hmm. literally just throw it on as a comedy and not mm-hmm. even really kind of get into, like, the deepness of what, uh, you know, Max's character or Bill Murray. You know, you don't even yeah. have to worry about any of that. It could just be, like, a funny thing where, oh, yeah, it's like a little kid and some old guy fighting over a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really... Which sort is of, a funny concept. Like, no, right? it is. If you thought it, about that and no, it's like, oh, that's a no, good no. idea, right? It's, it's literally, like kind of um what i think a lot of you know it's sort of because this is what 98 yeah it's yeah. a very 90s uh comedy concept where i feel Rom-com like a kind uh, of yes thing, a even, lot of know? like right. 90s uh i feel like you know todd phillips probably saw this and was like fuck i should have done that yeah you know? yeah exactly like that's what people are kind of chasing for sure oh, yeah you yeah know? yeah that that's definitely fucking true like People are, but he did it in, in a fucking elevated <laughs> yeah, and more like smart and, and, and intellectual mm-hmm. and actual like uh, a cinematic way where it's not yes. just some dumb comedy. Because again, you know, I, I don't really. But think as you were saying, like it could just be taken surfacely on the sur- taken mm-hmm. on the surface and just be like, and you oh, could that yeah. was a dumb comedy, like you know. But I it was mean, a fun thing to watch. But because that's the thing. That's another great thing about it. It's just really fun to watch yes it's just a fucking smooth watch Mm. it's so like sit back throw it on and just like the music (laughs) the soundtrack that rolling stones (laughs) even though like you know the mark's mother mark's mother bros like what's the punk song that they play that oh yeah um i I can't remember yeah yeah i don't know we should have looked that up you should have looked that up because that's a great song just to the but again come on look up just look up the rushmore soundtrack just look up all wes anderson soundtracks yeah yeah um this just it just has a very lively uh feel to it even though there is uh you know big emotional scenes in here you know and and i feel like there's a really great scene where she's just like oh like you know, she's cornering him in the class and she's like, uh, the teacher's telling Max Fisher, like, oh, like, what are you going to fuck me? Oh, like, and oh, no, what are you going to have sex with me? Oh, and he's telling me you fingered me. And, oh, no, like, because yeah. he's just like, oh, that's a really, uh, like, dirty way to put it or something like that. And she's mm-hmm. like, not if you ever fucked before. And I was just like, oh, I get that you're trying to make a point, but that's still a 15 year old. You probably shouldn't, <laughs> like, say that to him in a school. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like, mean, this kid is but, relentless. You but, know? But, like, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. because the movie is so good and because the point is so driven into mm-hmm. what's going on that, that like i didn't i don't really think that yeah, i'm yeah. just like saying <laughs> yeah, it, you know yeah, for sure. like I, i'm just like into it and you're just like uh, like literally what she said i like and it cuts to him i'm like damn what are you gonna say now dog like oh <laughs> oh like yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean god damn this yeah i mean it's hard not to fucking just wax good things about this fucking movie you yes know? It's, it, just, it's really hard not really to just tie like, and i love this fucking and the writing is so fucking clever like unbelievably realize so many fucking jokes in this movie are like <laughs> it's just like i just they just hit differently this time around you know like yes. where everything is like what are you my lawyer like what are you no, a lawyer like that's what i'm saying like it was one of those things where when i watched like this i was like man i don't want the podcast to just be me repeating all the lines because there's yeah. so many good lines and yeah. i just want to like Tell everybody, like, you know. Yeah, look how, out for these lines, yes, you know. Look how good, because there's so many great jokes. And then another thing is the acting and then the delivery of those yeah. jokes, which really matters in Wes Anderson films because yeah. his direction requires a certain type of uh, a, a dryness, a certain type of seriousness to yes, it. Yes, 
Well, yeah. here, not so much. Yeah, exactly. As it's it, a little it more on. rougher. It's a like, little it's, looser. It's a little yeah, looser. It's, it's a little more bottle rocket. You know, it's, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a not looser. so tight and like kind of in this world. It is it, in this it's world. It's still Owen Wilson. It's still like you this, could, but it's not I, so like let me controlled, you, I guess. Let me ask you. Uh, okay, so Life Aquatic was the first one that he stopped writing with Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. You can totally, I feel like you can totally tell from Rushmore. Royal Tenenbaums and Laugh Aquatic, yeah. the jokes that were Owen Wilson's, mm-hmm. the more sort of, I guess, mainstream kind of, not obvious jokes, but mm-hmm. uh, a little more like, I-, I would say something like in in Rushmore when he gets beat up by uh, the the Scot the Scottish guy, mm-hmm. and he wakes up, and they're all staying above him, and he reaches up his hand and he says, "We got him, Dirk, we got him," <laughs> like I feel like that's yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah, I feel like that's not. I feel like uh, yeah, Wes Anderson it, would probably like, avoid that because well, that's a little Owen more. Because that's still a good joke. That's yeah, still really yeah. funny, and it's but it's a little more mainstream than what Wes Anderson usually. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does yeah, that make no, sense? Yeah, definitely. It or does. am I talking out of my ass? No, no. Because no, I I automatically think of Royal Tenenbaums when when Royal sees uh, uh, Clay Owen Wilson's what's his name Clay or Cash what's his. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, um, Something cash, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson's character come out the window. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I know that guy. Like, we're all saying that. He's like, yeah, I know like, you, I know asshole. You, I know you, asshole. And then how Owen Wilson waves. <laughs> yeah, he just That is just away. like, you know, like, that's total Owen Wilson. Like, you know? For like, sure. I just feel like that's him. And and that's a lot in Rushmore, you know? Like, yeah. just that. Mm-hmm. Just that wave to every, that button to everything, you know, where yes, it's just like. And as much as I love Wes Anderson's humor, and I feel mm-hmm. that a lot in stuff that he's done after he stopped writing with Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of that stuff is missing in like the Grand Budapest and different things. Yeah, definitely. Because it's a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that, yeah, that's I, what I, I really love about Rushmore. Yeah. You feel yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. you really. And it made me miss Owen Wilson writing with Wes uh, Anderson. Yeah, obviously. Like, like those, just, that's such a great pair. Like, like of writing partners yeah i mean even bottle rocket feels a little more tighter than rushmore like in the writing and like stuff um, like that. I, I don't know about that I, I think they're both pretty tight i wouldn't say that one's tighter than the other honestly uh watching bottle rocket recently it's made me realize how fucking solid of a script that is and yeah. how just because it doesn't look as kind of flashy as his other work mm-hmm. that it yeah. I, I didn't really uh let it um uh, you know kind of wash over me mm-hmm. you know and now watching it again recently i'm just like oh yeah bottle rocket is like a really tight script so yeah. i think both of these are really they just uh know how to like for instance you know with rushmore it's just him and you get to know uh, max fisher yeah. and you get to know bill murray mm-hmm. and then you get to see him fall in love with the teacher yeah. and then you get to see them both fall in love with the teacher but before that happens you know, she even finds that out and she's like, hey, stop falling in love with me. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, I will. He's like, but hey, can you want to hang out with Bill Murray? And then they have that little like montage yeah. of them always hanging out and stuff. And then it gets too serious, you know, where she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we can't. So I, I think in a, in a comedy, you know, they would have tried to like amp it up every like fucking scene, yeah. like make things more serious. We're here. I think it it sort of is... Wes Anderson is able to sort of amp things up at different spots, but then 
lower you back down so that you're able to care about like what the characters are doing right yeah so you care about him going to grover cleveland when he goes to the yeah the high the, school the and public stuff. high school yeah. yeah it's not it doesn't just become some like uh he just shows up and everyone just like listening to rap and like they beat him up or something like mm-hmm. he lets you like live with that you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's not a, a joke it's not just like a quick joke even though it is yeah it yeah. is a joke but it's not like it, it's really like a thing that like he lets you sort of see and sort of be like oh, okay like no jason uh i mean max fisher really has to like go through this mm-hmm. and yeah sure it's funny but you know this is a real thing he's going through right now so you really feel like oh okay i i'm not just it's not just like some dumb parody yeah, you not know? at all. Yeah, not in, at all. in no way. It just I, always feels very real. They, yeah, they definitely they find the humor in the, like just the normality of it all. You know, like, yeah, it's not just they're not. Yeah, how you said they're not amping it up. They're just like just like the mundane things is the humorous parts about it. Like him going through, like the transition from like this academic school to like a public school where it's like, you know, like a little rougher and stuff like that. But he's still is going he, he still makes it feel like he's going to rush more you know yeah he dresses yeah. like it, you know and uh, he yeah he just and he's just like um he's like well i'm just trying to learn you know and yeah. he still tries to learn and stuff but he never really tried to learn at rush because he's the worst student they <laughs> well you <laughs> Which know why he gets kicked out but that's what happens but yeah you he's know. like he's like too focused on other things and then he gets focused on pursuing a woman you know yeah but well again you know one of the great things about this film uh in my last thoughts Mm -hmm. is that it's about like a love triangle but there's no like bad ending and nobody ends up with anybody really it's just sort of like yeah no that's what that was like married (laughs) it was one of those things that like makes you like mature as a person especially Mm -hmm. as you're older you watch that and you're just like oh yeah like i mean fucking a like why should i like get mad about like you know frivolous things about like oh uh someone i dated is dating somebody or whatever the stupid things or whatever what we'll get about into lucas a little later is why this person doesn't like you right you know yeah yeah and as an adolescent you feel like i like you so you don't have a choice you know and you disagreeing with my choice that i like you for sure is why i'm upset and you know like right yeah putting this kind of baggage on you you know where this person like this is another human being you're talking to and they have feelings too and and they they should be able you know they have a choice too and that's what i'm saying that's that that's what the point was is that like you know max fisher realizes yeah like she has a choice Mm. like the teacher she has a choice She's not going to... Olivia Williams is yes. the name. I didn't mean to call her the teacher. But the yeah. actress Olivia Williams, she does yeah. fantastic work yeah. in this shit. She's fucking great in this shit. Um, uh, she uh, she has a choice. It's not about uh, him or Bill Murray and who gets her. Yeah. That's that, you know, so many men and, and me when I was younger yeah, too. Exactly. They had that same thing about that stupid thing. About oh, things, you know? it, it has to be about uh this person or this person no it should be about what she what her choice yeah, you is you haven't made. even thought about yes, her not even thinking thoughts, about that you know no, like, no not even think about it yeah. just trying to be like oh no no i you should be with me i'm gonna tell you what's good for me and then yeah. you can't be with this person no yeah dumb as fuck yeah stupid if you're an adult you realize no like um if she says hey no i'm gonna go with this person and can't be with you then mm. okay yeah no problem yeah yeah because that's well, your I mean, choice yeah you're, you well, know yes no problem but also i mean 
you can't not feel hurt about it, you know? Oh, but of course, you can't of have course. This, like, con- no, no, I, but I'm not saying this, that. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not saying that. I'm either. just saying that. that but you that can't you have can't, this controlling things over somebody. But, but you because can't. You, made a, deci- you can't, made a decision without them. Kind sure, of, sure, sure, sure. You know? But that's what I'm saying. You yeah. can't let that hurt lash out on anyone else. Yeah, exactly. And you that's, can't take it out on them. Right, right. Yeah, you can't just be mad at fucking some anybody because of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you really had no thought about their thoughts you know of course or their feelings you, yeah you were just yeah. thinking about yourself you yeah know? and that's that's a, i mean that's kind of i guess growing up is and it's just like about other things it's than just yourself, like mark you know? hoppus said and i guess this is growing up rushmore wes anderson one of the fucking best movies ever i'm telling you i mean just thinking about every all the themes everything that we're talking about the way it's directed the acting everything the soundtrack it is one of the best movies ever. I'm gonna fucking put it in my top four on Letterbox tonight. Oh, wow! Because yeah. I watching it, it just I, I mean I I love this movie. It, it brings out every emotion in me. Yeah. You know, like it's just such a beautiful film. And this I'm not is, mad about those emotions this anymore. Is, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Just, I want to like I want to breathe. Yes, I you're embracing things. Them. Yes. I want I under, I want to understand my old self and yeah. embrace my new self. You know. Like where I've changed my thoughts and way of thinking and, and, you know, not just thinking about myself and stuff like that. I want to get everyone together that has ever like that made that maybe thought I didn't like them or maybe thought that I, and I just want to get everyone together in a room and just, we just all listen to fucking, I wish that (laughs) I knew what, and we just all dance together and just be fun and just realize, Hey, we're all just people. We don't have to be like best friends or anything, but we just realize, Hey, we're just, we don't have to hate each other. Yeah. That's what I love about this yes. movie. It just gave me that. This is yes, a fucking the ending five. Is about that. Oh yeah, this is a five star film. Like, don't we don't have to hate one another. We can all grow up and fucking yes. be human beings yes. with one another and, and that, just move on. And know? that's literally one of the greatest message in the times that we're living in right now. Yeah. With all this stupid shit going on, everyone just being stupid to each other. That's like perfect. Yeah. Mondo, last thoughts. My bad. I, mean, no, I know I, I took mean, too long. No, no. But this not, is such a beautiful film. It's just hard not to get it. You it, know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like fuck. I mean. I was like, what are we gonna, what are we gonna say about Rushmore? You know that hasn't been like just for sure talked about and of like course. done. Like, but I mean, we just had a fucking great conversation about yeah, that. Yeah, it and was just really fun I to talk about this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, and I and it made me realize more about myself and more about the person that I want to be and like grow into. You know, like obviously I haven't like controlled all those things, but I'm you know we're still growing. We're still we're still men of a certain age, and we yeah. still have more. You time, should always be growing. You know? And just try and to that's a, what I feel like Rushmore is saying. And just be a better person. Fucking, Always you know? grow, be better. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, how else can you describe Rushmore right now? It's yeah. just like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm sorry to everyone <laughs> that I had a narrow mind about things and, you know, and put weird shit on them, you know? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> I wish, hell yeah. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm sorry to everyone I've ever met and yeah. that I've ever been a fucking yeah. dick to because this movie literally makes me realize that. Yeah, you you've been an idiot. You've been a selfish moron who's been putting on this facade for people. Yeah, and you you you've got nothing. And I want to have something. I want to really have something to say to people, not just to be a fucking idiot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. And so yeah, this is. Uh, well, I love you, Wes. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, Wes, for making me grow. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan. This week's my pick. This is what I'm coming at you with. Is Lucas from 1986. Directed by Mr. David Seltzer and written by Mr. David Seltzer, who... Who nobody knows. Who fell into the abyss of Hollywood, you know? Yeah. And 
He directed a movie called Lucas. Obviously, a socially a socially inept fourteen year old experiences heartbreak for the first time when his two best friends, Ka- uh, Cappy, and older brother figure, an older bro- brother figure, and Maggie, the new girl with whom he is in, who he is in love with. <laughs> that's um, that's IMDb for you, baby. But they're bringing it. Well, who's in it? Who? Um... Who plays this the... This is uh, a hell of a cast, I'll tell you that much. I mean, it's an 86 cast for sure. Yeah, we so we got Corey Haim as Lucas. I mean, you guys know, know him as one of the Corys. Yes, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Carrie Green, Maggie. You remember her from The Goonies. Josh Brolin's girlfriend in The Goonies, yeah. right? Well, it ends up being, yeah, kind of. Okay. Because she's going out with the other dude, right? Right. right. And then uh, uh, Mr. Charlie Sheen as Cappy. A very young Winona Ryder with the same voice as she's always had. Winona as, forever. Yeah, Winona forever. Never win, never wino forever. And uh, Jeremy Piven as Spike. <laughs> oh, Jeremy Piven at 40 years old. Looking 40 <laughs> as he's ever looked. Don't forget about Courtney Thorne-Smith. Who, uh, who's that? What do you mean, who's that? That's Charlie Sheen's girlfriend at, in, in oh, the film. Yes, 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 she's yes. also uh, Jim Ms. Belushi's wife in uh, Life According to Jim in the you show. You may remember her from Melrose Place. Yeah, Melrose Place. But we're talking about Life According But, uh, okay. <laughs> yes. So, Lucas. Lucas. All right. So, uh, you, know, I, you know, Mondo, a lot of people might not know Lucas because yeah. it doesn't really... Even though it does. It, What's funny is that I remember, you know, us watching it when we were younger, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it's sort of feeling like it fell into that whole... Yeah, that whole 80s kind of like, yeah, you know, that yeah, aura like of the Sixteen Candles, Club, yeah. Weird Science, all those Or, or, kind of or, or the whole, Co- you know, the Corey Haim, yeah, Corey Feldman kind yeah, of thing. Lost Boys, License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream, all that shit. But, but it's not. Yeah, I and mean, that's fucking crazy. It's been a long time since this. I mean, since 1986, Lucas. Yeah, you know, and Cor and Corey Haim is, I don't know, kind of forgotten about, and Lucas is, I feel a little forgotten about. Like in that's my very circles, true. you know, like I never heard anyone bring up Lucas. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, besides, it, it, it's not besides really when we were younger in high school when we would talk about it or do. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, we were in a pop punk <laughs> band that wrote a song about Lucas. Yes. Just to put that out there to everybody. Me and Mondo, we, got, we, got we were in a band and we wrote a song based on the film Lucas because yes. at the time... It was one of those movies. It was one of those films and to us. And that was the thing you did in a band. Is yes. you wrote, yeah, you based you it wrote off, songs about yeah, some, 80s movies. You know? But but at the time, we didn't even think it was obscure or anything. Right? Like it wasn't... I yeah, don't feel it was like... It just a movie we yeah. liked. I just yeah, liked yeah. it. You know, It wasn't like I was trying to find some obscure movie. Right. Just, it's sort of just like writing a song based on like the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet or something. Yeah. It's just like kind of... It felt like that to yeah, me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And so like, yeah, as we got older and then when you brought this, you know, when you brought this to the collection and one of the reasons was because, you know, we found a pretty cool poster. Yeah, we went to Pasadena, South Pasadena to... Videotech, right? Videotech, yeah, which and everyone should go check out and yeah. go if you want to go rent some great foreign films and just great films in general, or even or buy, buy some records, buy or, some records, buy or some, buy Hollywood Babylon, buy Hollywood Babylon. I bought that, or buy some great posters. They have some fucking great posters for very which I bought great fucking prices. Yes. So he bought this really good uh, Lucas poster, and so that's why he brought it to the collection. And I then was like, yeah, I'm just gonna so, bring this. Yeah, and I started to realize, oh yeah, like there's really no kind of way to see this movie 
And that mm-hmm. sort of drove me crazy mm-hmm. when I realized, you know, when I looked it up, when you brought it up, I was like, oh, what? where can we watch it? Where can you stream it? And you really can't stream it or even rent it anywhere. You yeah. know, we had to watch it because you had the Blu-ray. We, we were able yeah, to watch it together. Which I, it was just one of those things that I saw it was coming out and I was like, I got to fucking get this movie because it's just one of those movies that is just not ready available, you know, like. It was around back then, 90s well, uh, VHS Tell them about the Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> okay, well, the Blu-ray, I don't even... It's Anchor Bay and someone else maybe released it, but there's absolutely no DVD men- uh, Blu-ray menu. There's no menu at all. It started, like, in the middle of the film for no reason when yeah, we you, put it on earlier. Yeah, you can't even fucking uh, There's no chapter chapters. selection, yeah. no chapter selection, no nothing. The Blu-ray, I mean, it looks all right. I mean, I like. I kind of just liked how the way the movie looked in oh, general. Oh, the quality you know? of the film, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked okay, but I feel like it could be bumped up. But I, I this film look. I don't know. I just like the way this film looks because I mean, they did some night shots, but obviously they had to film a lot of stuff during the day because they didn't have the budget to film night scenes. You know, yeah, or like you know, this big football game would have been kind of a night scene. You know, just because it would look better and all this stuff. But it was for sure. during the day. You know. But I mean, I just like the way it like it looks because it's not like you know it's not color graded. It's just kind of getting these like you know it's it feels pretty raw. You know, I get you. This... Yeah, no, it it does feel very. Even though I I, I doubt it was shot on film. It was. It, shot, well, yeah, of course it was shot on film. Well, what kind of film? Do you know? I don't know, but it was, of course it was shot on film. It was the eighties. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but but no, but I but I mean, what I'm saying is that like it it, it feels. It kind of feels like dirty in like that, like sort of old, like, uh, like, yeah, I don't know, like old film yeah. kind of way, but it still feels uh, 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 new and, and bright. You know what I mean? Like it has a pretty good balance of that where I didn't, you know, I never remembered, you know, when we watched this as a kid, I never remembered like noticing how it was filmed or anything. It was more about like the stupid story or what yeah, was going on. Yeah, the story acting, yeah. Yeah, characters. but watching it again when we watched it, I was like, okay, I was like noticing things. Um, there's this really great uh, scene, you know, where Lucas, so, you know, Lucas wants to join the football team, but he's a really small kid. He's a small, like, Corey Haim is a pretty small guy at this point. He's really, yeah, and well, he's, he's younger, yeah, he's not so. the older, yeah, he's not the old, older Corey Haim that we all know. He's not even as big as he was in Lost Boys. He's, he's tiny. Like, he's he's tiny, really yeah. tiny. So, you know, he, he wants to uh, join the football team. Just and, to impress a girl, be yeah. like, show that he's a macho, like, kind of like, you know, like an alpha male kind of type, you know, but he's not this guy, like, you know, he, he's like, he has this, like, kind of compassion, you know, like, he like, he likes, like, looking at bugs, like, he's not a collector of them, because he says, like, oh, to be a collector, you have to kill them, and he doesn't want to kill them, you know, so right. he's not really, like, but he is kind of a jerk in that kind of guy way, where he's telling the... The, um, the Carrie Green character Maggie like oh those people are superficial these people are this and that you know yeah or, it's still kind of like, like Max, controlling... that Max Fisher thing yeah exactly. where he puts out this well I collect bugs and I do all this stuff so I've got a personality yeah I'm but sensitive it, on this on this or whatever yeah know? but when it comes down to it it's just like no you're just sort of like a controlling creep yeah. like most men <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that is that is a very good way to put it you know it's the very it's the startings of that you know where it just keeps growing into that you know and it just gets too excessive but 
that's that's not what this film is about, you know. It's about, you know, this kid growing up and falling in love with this girl, you know, that is really beautiful, you know. Like, I mean, obviously, you're just, like, that's what it is when you're younger is looks. and Yeah. And yeah. talking to this person and trying to, like, it's like you're trying to fit your personality into yeah. this person's other personality. For right? sure. Like, A lot of times know? it's about these weird fake connections. Yes, you know? exactly. That's what it is. But, oh, but Were I, you trying I, to like okay, contrive so these con- connections? I, I was okay. trying to make a point earlier and I forgot. Okay. And so we started talking about this, not to say that anything, but I just forgot myself. But the, what I was trying to say, so there's a scene where he um, he's talking to the principal and the principal is just like, hey, like you can't play football. Like you're going to get killed. Like, you know, like you're, that's you're too totally, small. That, that's a totally you're, different scene now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But, but, but I'm going. No, no. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm just talking about this particular scene where he's, yes. So he's trying to play football and then he's talking to the principal and then uh, the principal telling him like, no, like, because I'm talking about the way that it shot, like the, the way that he shot this scene. Okay. So he, uh, the director um, has, uh, who is it? Seltzer, David Seltzer, mm-hmm. Seltzer Water. Uh-huh. He, um, you know, uh, so the principal's telling him, you can't do this. You can't play football. You, you're too, like, small. And uh, Corhaim gets up to, like, leave. And he's like, well, you know, you can't tell me this and blah, blah, blah. And, like, behind him, there's, like, a poster that says, challenge yourself. Like, that's yeah. in the lock, like, it's in the school hallway. Yeah. And, like, there's all, you know, I, I didn't really notice it before until oh, then. Compete with yourself. Compete with yourself. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and I feel like that he does sort of do little things like that where mm-hmm. most, uh, you know, directors from that time wouldn't really uh, focus on stuff like that. Where it's just like, yeah, you have someone telling you you're not good enough to do this but in the school yeah. hallways there's signs that say compete with yourself but you're gonna rise do better to the occasion blah, blah, blah. you know yeah. like where it's you're fighting against the odds obviously you know because he's a small person and stuff like that where you just yeah like, you know like you're just trying to where like lucas is still just trying to find himself he's this weird kind of like a eccentric 14 year old you know like he likes right. bugs and he's kind of just like you know, observing from afar, you know. Which is, uh, let me tell you, you know, there's a lot of, um, Corhaim is fucking fantastic in this. I, I would, I didn't want to bring it up after we had watched it because I wanted to save my praise for the podcast. Yeah. But I, I really was like watching him in every scene mm-hmm. and his like facial expressions, <laughs> the way he responds to people, the way he talks to people. I'm, you know, while we were watching, we were yeah. sort of joking about how like a doctor was like telling people that he's like mentally ill because he really does play that sort of uh you know you know he's a kid who lives in a trailer park his dad's an alcoholic yeah and he has to lie to people and say that he has rich parents and you know he has to make up this story because he's you know he's probably traumatized of the life that he's lived and yeah. he's traumatized he's ashamed you know like obviously back in the day those 80s movies how they portrayed like trauma was like Judd Nelson, like you know what I mean, yeah. like with long hair and a fucking trench coat, and just mm-hmm. like pounding on stuff. And my dad beats me. Yeah, like, my dad yeah. hates me. I fuck, but I don't care. And he's yeah. just like smoking a cigarette. Here it shows it in a very like a, a real way mm-hmm. where you're just so desensitized to like you're just like oh where, my god where you're just trying to hide it you know yes. and you're just away so, from everyone, like you're you know? just so like fake but not because yeah. you want to be fake and not because you are fake but it's because it's embarrassing yes you know? because like, you're it's... embarrassed of yourself yeah. and Corey Haim, i mean 
he does such a fucking fantastic job, especially in the scene where he's talking to the coach of the football team and he's like asking him to like put him in and the coach is like, I'm not going to put you in, you idiot. Like you're a little small kid, like you little shit. And you're just like, well, no, he's like, I get that, but you haven't even seen me do anything yet. So can you please, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like regular sort of, uh, these like teen movies where if a teen was like a little teen kid was trying to get on the football team, he'd be like, no, but coach, listen to me. I need to get on here because blah, blah, blah. And he'd have some like really like dramatic speech where like Lucas is just like a very like kind of grown up, like logical reason why. Where he's just like, no, he's like, look, I get that you don't think I'm good, but you haven't even seen me yet. So put me on the field. And if I suck, then you can take me off the team. (laughs) It's very just much like, you know, and and I really like appreciated that. It's like very grown up. Because, and again, Corey Haim's performance, like, sells that. Yes. It, it makes it, like, feel real, Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, while watching this, I wanted to say, I was like, this is probably his best performance, you know? Absolutely. Just where, absolutely. Like, you absolutely. Know, I, I, I didn't want to say it during the movie. I was like, I'll just save it no, for later, you know? Absolutely. And, because, you know, like, he... like It's another like Academy Award-worthy performance. Like, as, as good as he is in Lost Boys, like, where he, like, has his voice kind of, like, squeak and, like, kind of, yeah, like, you know... Yeah, he's good in that. He's really he, good, he good in that. Uh-huh. But yeah, this yeah. one, he's, like... No, you could feel he's giving it his all. You same know? thing with he knows what same he, thing with Jason Schwartzman. It's that same thing where you're just like, man, this is like a really good child performance. Yeah. Where you're just like, how is this person like conveying these emotions mm-hmm. in these like scenarios where you have like someone like Charlie Sheen and these people who are yeah. just sort of the basic of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but, but you know, they're, but they're, yeah, you watch of, Corey mm-hmm. Hain and like. He's never done this again. Like this same. No. He's never done Lucas again. You no, know? you don't Where see him as Lucas. Where he was just typecasted as like you know he's always just kind of this, this like nerdy in a different level or like you know how Luke, like in yeah but in not Lost even Boys, you know yeah, yeah. or like where he's that mall like a uh, like a uh, faux pas kind of thing. Sure, you know? sure, yeah, and, yeah. Like License to Drive, where he's kind of the cool like you know like. You know, where they get cooler and stuff like that. And it's just, hey, it's hey, not You're making that. me miss Corey Haim, dog. <laughs> fucking R.I.P. Seriously, like, right? Like, seriously. Like, fuck, why Especially you, Lucas. Especially like, this. God He damn. just didn't, like, a director didn't find Corey Haim where they could, like, I can, I know how to use him. I know what that he can do. That is an absolutely good you know? point. Yes. And, like, and luckily, fucking Jason Schwartzman, Wes Anderson found him and no knew how he could use him well you know? seltzer did it here yeah exactly it just you didn't know? but it, yes no seltzer one ever took it did anything yeah, else yeah. really you know he didn't and, take it and yeah no one else really saw this performance and been and was like oh shit like this kid knows exactly what to fucking how to act you know yeah like, because you know again you know i don't know too much about seltzer but yeah. you know this kind of has the same vibe it, with wes anderson it has that really great balance of comedy because there's so many funny lines yeah. in here too not as many as rushmore yeah, yeah not as clever as rushmore but there's a bunch of funny stuff in here but it, it also is very like serious it's very dramatic it, it still it doesn't dig as deep into it as rushmore but it still has the idea of like depression and, and like isolation and loneliness and yeah, that exactly. idea of like not fitting in and it's still especially because i i just love that it doesn't have like a it's so realistic in its ending. And that's what I really enjoyed yeah. about Lucas watching this again. Mm. In that it doesn't have him be a hero in any real way. Yeah. It's a very like, you know what? He tried. 
And he really he really put himself out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. he tried. He didn't mm-hmm. just like you know he he didn't just score a touchdown and and yeah, and, and then the the team won because yes. he showed up because they were zero twenty four and know, they sort like, of made it seem like that that's mm-hmm. what it's going to be yeah. if you've never seen the movie and you're watching it yeah. you think that's what's going to happen but it really is just no like the team just sees it like oh shit like this dude just showed up and tried yeah more than we anything. were trying yeah, you know, more than we where were we trying. thought we were the shit and we we're gonna yeah. we we're gonna win but they were just had their heads down the whole game pretty much because they were losing the whole time yeah and yeah and it is played for that where like yeah fucking lucas is gonna do something and it was just kind of funny when we were watching it because i don't know i knew I don't even remember, honestly, what if I didn't did, remember either. You know, like I knew he just was in the game, but I just knew he gets in the game. But it's that that yeah that that Which football is scene really... hit differently because it was so like it doesn't it doesn't hit those cliches as you were saying. You know, like where like oh yeah maybe he just scores one touchdown. You know, luckily and and the, and the team turns around. No, yeah. they fucking lose still. Yeah, like, he doesn't you know? catch the ball. He yeah. drops it. Yeah. He fumbles it. Yeah, like it looks no... like he's gonna catch it almost, but yes. they're just all like, you know, like, oh, you're yes. just bringing it, like, you know. And like... that got me really excited about rewatching it again because mm-hmm. it kept that realism in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, and there, and there's like that great scene where he's just like him and the coach, you know, and the coach is like, "You're a piss ant," and just like he's like, "What?" He's like, "Don't fucking tell me that, you fucking jock." <laughs> and he's like, "What'd you say to me?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "If anything, you're the piss ant. Like, you're just some yeah. like." second rate coach like teaching some like third rate team like yeah, what yeah. the fuck like how am i a piss ant like i'm yeah. a, like a you know i'm yeah. just like a i'm just a kid yeah you know that's a really good scene but i just want to say that that coach who's on there <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie he is the janitor the older <laughs> jesse plemons we just found this out like the older jesse plemons in i'm thinking of any things mm-hmm. which if you haven't seen is on netflix and you're a fool if you haven't seen it yet yes but he is that guy and it was just That's so insane. crazy you That's couldn't even tell like, you couldn't even tell not at all it's like, just a very strange connection because yes. honestly these those two movies actually have a lot to do with each other too it's like that same idea of well anyway but yeah it's just like that same idea of like what we were talking about with rushmore where it's just when when you're young you have this kind of idea of what a girl's supposed to be to you or what um what the world's supposed to be to you yeah, how exactly how yeah. um you know how your friends are supposed to be and how uh, a high school is supposed to go or how like you know all these things are where supposed to like, be where it's like this thing where you ask your parents for something and you expect to get it yes and then now you're out in the real world kind of you know in high school and dealing with other people like you know and you expect to get this from them you yeah know? and and you throw a fit like a little baby because you're not getting what you want. Right. You know? And, and that becomes an emo song. Yes, exactly. And that that just becomes like a, this toxic thing that you kind of like feel like you learn or, or like hopefully get over eventually, you know? For and sure. realize that, no, these are other, like you're not, like as I was saying earlier, like in Rushmore, you're not, you're not, um, you know, taking an account for other people. Like, you exactly. Know, you're like, yeah, you treat yeah. them as property. Yes. And, and that's what people should not be treated as, you know? Like, yeah. They, like, they could do the same thing to you. That you is know? very much a great point of both of these films, yeah. Rushmore and Lucas. Yes. Is that it's just like, you're just being selfish and yeah, all these exactly. stupid ideals that you have about what people are supposed to mm-hmm. be to you or how you're, you know, or how or what the you world want them is to be supposed to you. Yes. Yeah, exactly, it's just like yeah. dumb. Like, grow up 
yeah. and like realize that nobody needs to be anything to you yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, or vice yeah. versa. Yes, exactly. Like yeah, and just... so yeah, so right, like so Lucas, right, Mondo, you're mm-hmm. bringing it to the collection. Why? So you know, I we've been talking about how good it is as a film. Yeah. I love it. Really bringing it. To, like, thank you for bringing this to the collection because mm-hmm. it made me watch it again. And you yeah. know, and and I really do love this film in the sense that it has that same sense of Rushmore that I can watch it and really feel those themes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. look at it from a, a young kid perspective and have the oh, let's write an emo song about it <laughs> as we did. Yes, and. Uh, and then also as grown-ups on a podcast and look at it and be like, oh, no, it's it like the dumb, like the kid who's mad at the girl is the wrong, the dude is always the wrong person. Yes. Like that, like putting that pedestal, like putting this thing on this, like this girl who didn't ask for any of this, who doesn't yeah. want, who's just trying to be your or friend. Or doesn't like, she's doesn't trying to be even, her, his and, friend. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. doesn't like, she doesn't lead him on. She doesn't, she do, doesn't anything, do anything. She doesn't do anything. You know, no, she's exactly. just. Exactly. Like yeah. Lucas is just automatically pursuing her, like looking at her, like and, uh, very it's, sexually, uh, obviously. But it, it's, it's just, just one very of those much adolescent a, things. You it's know? like hard to put it in un, any other way than it automatically becomes an emo song, mm-hmm. where you're just so like, well, uh, all of a sudden you're hanging out with a different dude, so you don't yeah. love me, and I gotta be all sad. It's like yeah. no, Dick. Like, yes, um, she's new to this town and lucas yes. she's new to the yeah, town Carrie green Margie, maggie's yeah. character is new to the so town she doesn't know anybody yes so her getting to know other people shouldn't be like uh, like that shouldn't make you angry you should be yeah. happy that your friend is like growing mm-hmm. that's that's another thing i think that that both of these films really like drive home is that like you know you you can't get mad at like for instance if you've known you know you hung out with somebody then all of a sudden they're hanging out with other people. Yeah. You can't get mad about that because you have to understand that people grow and they do other things, mm-hmm. and that it doesn't mean that they might that they don't like you. It just means that you know. I mean, you know, if you see each other, you can be civil and say hi, but it doesn't mean yeah. that you always have to see each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's like those certain relationships that like, you know, when when they don't hit you up or something, you're like, oh, they don't fucking like me. Fuck them. But that's that's you being a dumb little kid. Yeah. Where like. You should be a grown up and be like, no, people get busy. Yeah. Like people just grow up and they grow apart. There's yeah, nothing exactly. wrong with that. Like, yeah. And that and that's really crazy that these two films, especially Lucas, because <laughs> it's very, you know, it's very surface if you don't look at it how we're yeah, talking about look, it. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. very be very just like oh, just some like eighties comedy like about some little kid because it's very funny. It's actually very fucking <laughs> hilarious. But, but it has a lot of heart and a lot of oh, deepness that, to that, it. Oh, that, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. very fucking hilarious. And yeah. that's, again, and that's why I want to bring up that it's it's the same thing as Rushmore in that it's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining the whole way through <laughs> because it's so funny. There's so many. And, and even when it gets very serious and dramatic, it does the same thing. It, it has like comic reliefs throughout it. Yeah. And it doesn't let you get too serious, but mm-hmm. you can still feel that it has heart and that it like means something. Like yeah. it, it is something like, I don't know. It just, it's very strange to me that, you know, when you said that you're going to bring this, you know, once you brought the poster, I was like, <laughs> what? You're just bringing this because you bought a fucking poster? Like, is this well, movie I mean, good? I, is this movie good? Yeah, well, like that was the thing. Like, I mean, I've always liked this movie. It was just one of those movies that hit when I was younger and watched it as a kid and watching it now, like I've, 
I'm I'm really glad I brought it. Like even if it doesn't make it into the collection, I'm glad we can have this discussion about it. You know because this film is not in the like you know the conversation of films like about uh, the eighties like in these like kind of like growing pains films where like. Breakfast Club oh, sure. and Weird yeah, Sciences, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And where those are put on, like, oh, everyone watches fucking those, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, this is just as good. I mean, yeah, I like it better than fucking Breakfast Club, you know? For sure. You know, For like, sure. it's just one of those adolescent films where I don't, like, I, where I re, where I saw it as a certain way when I was younger, you know, in those eyes as a 16, 15 year old, you know? And now seeing it as a man of a certain age. I could see it in a totally different light and be like, yeah, I was wrong, you know? Like, I was completely wrong, you know? And just feeling like, you know, just because you're talking to someone or, like, you know, trying to, like, start something with someone or have this, relate like, a relationship, like, people just have feelings and, you know, it, they're not always kosher or on the same level and you have to understand that, like, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, I might feel that sickness where you feel that weird sickness where you know you just don't feel good because you don't feel they're on the same level as you or you're not or you're putting too much or they're putting too much where you're standing off you're you're standoffish kind of you know and this is kind of what both these movies have made me realize more so i mean i mean i realize a little bit but more so this put both these movies have put that kind of those feelings into perspective you know oh hell where like i understand like yeah like i'm people have different feel like you know people feel different things obviously you know and it's it's great when they feel the same way or they're kind of like on the same page as you but i mean i mean i've done that to people too where i'm just not on the same page as them and you know haven't started a relationship with someone you know because of it or whatever you know yeah and then fucking that's what that's what i'm saying like yeah. when blizzard AC was like well i guess this is growing yeah, exactly you know? no but that's that's, that's all that's, great. That's one of those. Things. That makes sense. That's I mean, because both it, of these films have that. Yeah. They they really do have that. Where, like you said, you can look back at them when you're younger, and you realize you have a certain view on them. And then mm-hmm. you're older, and you're like, oh shit, like a fucking a. Like I love these films still, even though I don't think the same way that I yeah. thought about them. But let's talk about Lucas as a physical release. Like you well, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, fuck. I told you earlier about my Blu-ray copy has no menu <laughs> yeah i mean sucks. i don't think i mean it's not even like streaming anywhere right like i didn't even can... well i didn't look because i didn't have to because i knew well, it had on blu-ray but, but that's what i mean i i couldn't have rented it anywhere really? i think it's maybe like well, on no Tubi it was or something? on no, it was on stars i think maybe oh, or something well, like that okay. you know who, that who, app. does anyone have stars are people are <laughs> people if someone if somebody uh is subscribe to stars <laughs> hit us up and i will send you a free pin <laughs> we got him here baby. thanks to a dark wool pin because if you're doing that then god bless you yeah but anyway no like okay so like i mean lucas is like ripe for the taking of like you know cool posters like cool art you know like let's have like a cast look back on on fucking lucas you know we I mean, do we have Charlie Sheen? Is he barely there? Is he winning? What is he doing? You know, but Carrie Green, uh, Winona Ryder, Jeremy Piven, for Christ's sakes, you know, like, and let's have like, I mean, um, it sucks that we lost Corey Haim, but let's have a retrospective on him and how great he was on this film. Like, 
like why not that, like that you know like just like like just kind idea. of like one of those things where it's like yeah he was so young and just like this guy and like i don't like i don't know i don't know the stories about lucas you know no you're and, right like, and, you're right and david and, seltzer you know and there isn't very much cory Haim on the collection they sort of barely gotten into that kind of like I mean what mm. Breakfast Breakfast Club is kind of the only Well he's not in Breakfast Club. No, no, but I'm saying like in that sort of that eighties uh, kind of that kind of eighties yes, yes. kind of like not that that not that uh this is John Hughes, but it sort of follows that kind of yeah, same it's you know what I mean? You know, like it and this yeah. is earlier, probably well, I don't know when Well it's Breakfast around the Club, same time. Yeah. Eighty six. Yeah, yeah, it's like around, around all the same time. Yeah, eighty six yeah. probably, right? But yeah, I mean this is just one that, of those movies that's that can be yeah. like looked upon much as though as much and, and as because he's Spencer Corey Haim so yeah. he, he's a, he was a star right? yeah exactly yeah. Like, especially her Herb, like, you know um fucking Carrie Green Charlie Sheen I mean <laughs> all the yeah. you know I mean those people were like you know they were people these, these are so. big fucking like stars like it's not like yeah. some crazy thing and yeah Mr. fucking Ari Gold looking back you know like why yeah, not it's crazy that Jeremy Piven has been 50 since has the, had 70s. the same hairline since PCU, yeah, since PCU, <laughs> he has been old since then. Yeah, but you know what? This just needs this like a special treatment, you know. Like it needs to look back, looked back upon, you know, like as something like as a cinematic, you know, kind of like retrospective of that time and that adolescence and those feelings, you know. And it's not shot like some like. Like I mean, it's American film, obviously, but it's not. It still has style. Like you know, the shots aren't just like talking heads and stuff like that. You know, like there's always there's this scene where um, where the cheerleaders are kind of in this like little like a uh, kind of classroom, kind of looking above the the track and field course, you know, and football field, and there it the camera's like focusing on these other cheerleaders, kind of like just talking back and forth about like what they're gonna do. And then it's Charlie Sheen's girl. It kind of pans over to Charlie Sheen's girlfriend, where she's looking down at the football field, where Charlie Sheen is talking to Carrie Green, and they're they're kind of having you know like, you know this kind of like you know like well they're falling in love yeah this romantic little kind of thing like flirting is going on obviously, and his girlfriend can see it like it's just so obvious but you know like it's like not just some like cut 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 scene like you know the camera pans it moves it gives it it gives it it gives the scene a mood you know and for sure and shows this kind of like frustration and like uh like what's going on in the whole like how she's feeling you know you can just feel this you know yeah no and i guess it's not it's not yeah and yeah well look you know what let me give my last thoughts and let me let me tell you if this belongs in the criterion (laughs) collection well good Uh, let me tell you all right so bringing this here i was just like well you know what i don't know mondo i get it you're bringing it here it's like one of those 80s movies that you know when you're a kid you like you know you could bring say anything right yeah. stuff like that but you know i don't know i haven't seen that in a while that might be a good movie i don't know yeah that's what i'm saying so that's what i love about this podcast that we're doing that we're bringing these films that revisiting, yeah yeah we're revisiting shit that you know impacted us when we first saw it yeah, and maybe it might not now, but mm-hmm. in this case, really, thinking back at it, it, <laughs> it it really means more to me now than it did when we were in a band when we wrote a song yeah. about it. You know about this <laughs> fucking. I totally movie. missed the mark on the lyrics on that. Oh, for sure, <laughs> we know, totally like... <laughs> missed the mark on what this movie was about. Yeah. And so watching it now, 
I remember, you know, we're sitting here watching it and I'm just like, oh shit, like this is like, it's, it's, it's a very good, uh, representation of, you know, Corey Haim being sort of this, uh, you know, he's not necessarily mentally ill, but you know, he has an alcoholic father you find out and he's just dealing with shit. And so he has to be this closed in kid and this kid who has to, uh, be kind of like Max Fisher say all these things about himself and lie and do all this stuff because he doesn't want yeah, people like to know weird fast talker you know yeah. where he just has to cover up something so you don't ask him about these yeah things, and, and they both have like the same like they both sort of have like a walk mm-hmm. and like a, a way of speaking that like you know no other kid does they sort of seem more grown up than mm-hmm. the other kids they sort of you know what i mean like especially in lucas the way he talks to like the teachers and like yeah. uh, you know it's it's like the same thing mm-hmm. So it sort of just like made me see that to sort of be like, oh, well, this is not just the basic 80s movie. It really yeah. isn't. It really actually stands above <laughs> Breakfast Club in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's not these cliche characters where yes, they're it's just not. all in it's this not. box, you know? Yeah. It really like, you know, like Lucas is a different character from those kids in the Breakfast Club, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then like seeing it, you know, and you showing me the Blu-ray that you had that has, like, no... It doesn't even have a Nothing. venue. I can't even fucking Not even pick the chapters. Yeah. I really do believe this is a film that should be fucking preserved uh, in a lot of ways. It, it would be great to see a fucking Criterion cover for Wouldn't this fucking it? movie. Yeah, it would look Hell beautiful. Yeah. It would fucking yeah. be pretty dope because I know... And also, too, just to, like, sort of read... Anyone who might write essays about this film. Yeah, exactly. And to sort of, like, you know, because, again, Breakfast Club, it's fine. Yeah. But it it doesn't, I don't think it has the same, it it has, like, the impact in terms of that everyone knows what the Breakfast Club is. Yeah. So it's, like, a popular movie. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it has, like, the same kind of impact that Lucas does in the same of, you know, in the vein of Rushmore. Mm -hmm. And that, like, it's, like... These two movies that are sort of like, oh, um, you 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 could have just veered into adolescence, but you found a good balance of mm-hmm. like being a kid, but also kind of veering into adulthood and like yeah. realizing what being an adult might entail when I grow up. Yeah, you know? or even what well exactly what love is, you know, right? Like, yeah, or yeah. how you you know how you should perceive, oh, well, not how you should, but yeah, how, sure. how kind of you should perceive it, and, yeah, you yeah. know. Where it's not this controlling thing where you just decide you love somebody and they should love you back, you know? All right, fine, it's in. All right? You want an <laughs> in, it's in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Corey Haim should be in the fucking collection, you know? No, for sure. And this performance fucking proves it. Like, it's it is. not it, it's, like... It's, 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 it's seriously like a fantastic performance. And, you know, I, I don't... You know, I, I mean, I'm just Jordan Garcia from the Criterion Cold Podcast. Yeah. I don't know anything, but... I that's kind of one of the things that I really focus on when I watch certain films mm-hmm. and this performance like blew me away watching it like <laughs> this second time around I was like god damn it like fuck it like made me sad it it was just like god damn like that's like a talent like mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing like he didn't yeah, just he, he, he didn't just show up on set and just yeah. fucking blink and like pretend to be a nerd like he knew how he to like. He embodied Lucas. Yes, like he yes, was he, this he embodied person. that idea of a person who is like tortured 
and like it, it just like oh i have an alcoholic dad so i have to act this way i have to lie like yeah. you know it wasn't fake it was yeah, yeah it's fucking yeah, great i felt really real yeah well, for what sure. are your last thoughts mode <laughs> i mean I it's mean, in but said, yeah i already said but i mean like just i i mean like you said it was fucking cory Haynes' performance and just yeah. the story you know and dealing with these kind of emotions as a young person and and just how you we were talking about earlier like you know we saw it at as a certain way when we were younger at that age 14 15 but now seeing it later in life and realizing we're so stupid to feel this way you know for sure but yeah. i mean that's that's <laughs> that's growing up right like that's learning that's learning about ourselves yes, you that's know? like that's, good you yes you know like it's good that we can see that yes yeah exactly we, we can grow as a man at, a even of, at this certain age a lot of fucking fools don't see you know that. like where like yeah i was fucking wrong you know like yeah. and um I might be still wrong, sort of, but I mean, I feel like I'm not anymore. Like, well, we're, like, know, like we're learning. Yeah. We're yeah, at least we're like trying learning. to. Figure, whereas, like back then, yeah. in those Lucas Rushmore Where years, I was really stubborn. You, you know? were just ready to just be like, "Nope, yeah. I'm ready to fight back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck so. Fuck Charlie Sheen. Fuck fuck Carrie Green. Well, you know, well, like no, no, no. Well, I mean, at that well, time, fuck Charlie Sheen. Carrie <laughs> um, Green is gorgeous. She she's lovely. Yes, she's unbelievable, beautiful, and a great talent. Yeah, I mean. It's crazy to me that her and uh, Sarah Tanaka, like, uh, from Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. Like, that they weren't just in a bunch of shit after all the time. Yeah, but exactly. But they might have not that, wanted that, to. There was their, that was their, maybe their That decision. might have been their choice. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because yeah. they're For both, sure. like, yeah, extremely, like, great. talented and beautiful people. Mm. Like, we're, like... And I don't mean like beautiful in that. I just mean beautiful in that, like they just like they film well. Like they just look great yeah, they look on screen. Radiant, like, radiant yeah. on screen. Both of you know, them. like yeah. yes, yeah. Matt, uh, Sarah Tanaka was. I mean, why? I've never seen Racing the Sun, but I fucking might watch her because I need more of her. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. For sure. But fucking Lucas, hell yeah! I'm glad. I I was worried. I I hadn't seen her in a while, but I mean. Fuck. Well, I was worried too. Uh, yeah. I was very worried. So but Lucas I'm glad is in. We talked about it. I need it. I I need a fucking solid release on yeah, it. That's I need what a I need. Two K restoration. Yeah, something. Criterion. I need a because you cover. can't even rent it. And that's the thing, and that's what. That's what sucks about it. it is it like people? As one of those eighties films. Exactly. That, you know, people are canon, listening you know? to this, and it, it's like you know you have to either stream it on these particular things yeah stars but you can't even rent it you can't yeah. even like go on itunes and just rent it i wonder it. if you could still even buy it on blu-ray you know uh, you probably like on amazon maybe but, but yeah. look if you guys haven't seen lucas which check i hope you guys have and check, check out the out. Hit, hit song from once over <laughs> 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 there's no way there's no way to find that we please got the, we got one copy right here guys please <laughs> follow me jordan at young jane fonda on instagram then after you do that go follow the Criterion Cult Instagram at Criterion Cult Pod, Pod Hell yeah. on Instagram. Mondo, where can we find you? You can find me at save underscore Mondo on Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter, all that shit. But really just follow the pod. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank yeah. you for supporting. Please watch Lucas, watch Rushmore. Enjoy the cult. Hell yeah.